Hi, I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And we like Tesla's because, because of the fart mode. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the NZ All That's Tesla podcast. So it's Alex here today. I'm here with Rob Burney from Wellington, Newlands, I think, in Wellington. Isn't That's it? the one. Yep. And you've owned a Model 3 since, well, since the Model 3 was first available. You were one of the early ones in the line to get one. Yep. If I remember correctly, your previous vehicle was an orange VW Tiguan, was it? That's correct. Yes, a little bit of an upgrade going to the Model 3. A smaller car, but um, an awful lot more fun. Yes, I know it was something you were looking forward to, the being the performance version and things. I'm sure mm. you were looking forward to the driving of the car. And yes, well, we're here today mainly to talk about solar and Powerwall and anything else that crops up along the way. Now, we had Greg Trunson telling us about his Powerwall install a couple of weeks ago. And so I guess compared to that, I, I've just got a couple of questions, really. Um, well, so what, have you, what have you got, firstly? How many uh, kilowatts of solar panels do you sure. have? Sure. So I have 5.5 kilowatt hours, uh, kilowatts of solar panels and uh, a 4.5 kilowatt output on my inverter. So in the middle of the day, I get uh, the same amount sort of for a longer period of time. Um, just keeps things going. Okay, so that would charge your car at, what, 16 amps or something like that yeah, if, you, if it, you had only the car plugged it in? It charges fairly quickly, and I've got a, a zappy wall charger, so I can do just that. So it'll just feed off the house. I see. Um, so that was going to be my next house. question, was what comes between the... So do you have a power wall as well, sorry? Yes, I do, yep. Right. Um, got it. Good. That was my first purchase uh, from Tesla, and that right. sort of convinced me, yeah, this is probably a company I could see myself... Uh, See myself going into a little bit further. Excellent. Oh, you obviously knew what you were buying then. You, yes. You've done your research. <laughs> I just have a bit of a dumb question. What comes between the solar panels and the power wall? Is there some other piece of equipment in between the two? Yes. So the, the solar panels go down to the inverter. Um, the inverter switches it from uh, DC current to AC current. Um, that is then dumped to the house. And because of the way that I have set things set up, the house gets fed first. Then the power wall gets fed, and anything that doesn't get fed into the power wall will either go into the car or go into the grid. I see. So does that mean the power wall can feed your house as well? Yes, it can. Yep, so in the event that, um, for example, the sun was to go behind a cloud, the power wall just takes over and will start feeding back into the house. Or in the event the grid was to go down at night, as long as the power wall is fully charged, or charged enough, it will quite happily cover off the... uh, the power needs of the house. Oh, that's fantastic. Have you had a chance to use that yet? Have you had a power outage? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, a, a number of times. Um, it's it's often I'll, I'll notice sort of in our um, streets Facebook Messenger chat, somebody will say, oh, is your power out? And I always just remain quiet because I don't want to say, no, <laughs> no, mine's still on. Yes, you'll be that smug person. Yeah. Yeah, so I can understand that. And that's absolutely brilliant. Have you found that this has, well, one would hope that it's reduced your power bill quite nicely. What what sort of, do you have any figures for us or what's the... Yeah, absolutely. So in in the middle of summer, um, I might be spending maybe $10, maybe $20 on my power bill. Um, For a while there, when I was was living in the house just by myself, and I was really closely monitoring everything just after I'd had it installed, um, I was making money for about five months of the year, and then spending that money through the rest of the year on... uh, with the, the credits from the power company and so on. Um, so it, it makes a huge difference, even just the power wall, being able to shift your day usage to night usage and pay half price yes. is pretty beneficial. 
I see. Sorry, can you just repeat when you said uh, credits with the power company? Could you, could you just elaborate on that for me? Sure. Please? So when you pay back to the grid, when you feed back to the grid um, some power, the company doesn't. The power company doesn't give you money. They give you credits on your bill. Oh, I and see. so over the summer months, credits will accumulate. Um, and for about five months of the year, there I wasn't having to pay bills. I was just accumulating credits. And then the other few months of the year those credits were then being used to pay my bill and I just had to top up over winter. Oh, that's fantastic. I can see why this is such a great idea. Yeah. And that's really a way to... Um, so so that's a way that you get that, that, that kickback from the power company, which... Mm. Um, probably a very personal question which power <laughs> company are you with which, uh, which so, have you chosen? I'm currently with Meridian right. and um, that was basically because I've got a, a spreadsheet that models yes. my power usage and based on that I determined that Meridian was going to be the uh, the cheapest for me I do intend to release that spreadsheet so everybody can model their own power usage um, but it's not quite ready just yet oh I know how that it'll feels. be on the on, online soon <laughs> I used to work with spreadsheets and I know that trying to understand someone else's spreadsheet can be very <laughs> difficult so I think that's probably fine. That, that's uh, the hardest part, to be honest, is documenting it so yes, somebody else understands exactly. what I've done. <laughs> well, that's what my job was. So, yes, maybe we can work together. Maybe we can help to release it. Yep, good plan. <laughs> but certainly I know exactly what you mean. I, I um, Yeah, just for my own story, I, I ran all the sums to try and work out whether I should put some panels on my roof. And hmm. Yes, the answer is I should put panels on the roof. But then the next question is, should I have a battery? Now, I found myself and my own sums that the battery was going to take longer to pay for itself yep. because our household power usage is very low. Hmm. And also, another strange factor is that my car is often at home during the day, yep. which means that I could use my car as the storage battery for the solar. And the only benefit in having a power wall for me, I think, is that it would allow me to capture energy when my car's not at home, and, that, and then I could use that energy to offset some of our peak power demand. Problem mm. is, our peak power demand is actually quite low. It's in the region of 20 to $30 a month, so it would take quite a while. I believe. But having said all that, there has been a price reduction on the Powerwall recently, hasn't there? <laughs> there? There has been. The slight disadvantage is it's actually down back to the price it was when I purchased it. Oh, fantastic. So <laughs> it, hasn't, it hasn't really shifted all that much. It's just kind of peaked and then gone back into a trough. Um, but this is, this is the key thing that people really need to think about is you need to model your power usage. You right. really need to understand um, what is happening, what your consumption does look like, and you need to consider the car. Because yes. at the time I purchased the Powerwall, didn't have the car, right. my power usage was different as I was living by myself, and that makes a huge difference yes. to the payback period. And so, I, was, I was working in town as well, I should say, not at home. Yes, so as you can see, I've actually uh, done quite a lot of kilometres in my car, and that mm -hmm. means that a lot of my electricity usage is actually my car. Yep. And so, yes, I think for me it was a little different. But I think I'm in the minority. I think almost everybody else, especially families of two or four people or, or, or maybe uh, one teenager um, could <laughs> definitely save a lot if they're using electric hot water couldn't they if, if, if they had a power wall installed absolutely and it depends on that because I have um, gas for my hot water for example right. reducing the amount of power I'm using yes. if I had um, to to 
power a hot water cylinder, yes. I would be getting a, a far better return on my investment right. from the Powerwall. Yes. Um, now well that's interesting. Kit. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because we're actually, that's our dirty secret, is that we're using a gas uh, continuous flow hot water heater. It's a very old unit, which was installed in the house <laughs> when we bought it. Yep. And it, it doesn't work terribly well, to be honest. And I hate the fact that I, ha- I really resent having to pay a fixed daily charge for gas just for the hot water heater so yes. I've actually factored that into my calculations as a, as a saving if I if I switch to an electric hot water heater even, uh, again note we don't use much hot water and therefore there will be a saving from doing that so I'm, mm. I'm looking forward to doing that and you've just given me a little more uh, motivation to do that the, the thought that I'll get more benefit from a, uh, a battery in the near future if, if I can do that I think my first step is to try and get panels on the roof and the reason I headed off with the question of how many kilowatts was because I wondered you know how many kilowatts would you uh, would you do the same again now or would you have more panels or fewer panels I would I would go for more panels and and the reason is quite simple. The only reason I went for what I did was because that's what my roof could uh, could sustain. Uh, the the roof on my house is just simply not very well set up for solar panels. Uh, certainly, if you were looking at a new build or most modern houses, and um, they're probably a little bit better set up, and you'd right. be able to get a lot more panels on there. Um, I would I would happily go up much closer to ten kilowatts if I could, because the panels are really the cheapest part of the entire affair. The uh, the inverter is the the more costly bit. You can add more panels, easy as. Right. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So yeah, I'm lucky to have a mono pitch roof and therefore a large area that mm. can be covered in panels. The only problem is that uh, I'm not sure about the structure of my roof. It doesn't look that strong, so I may have to give some thought to having it uh, reinforced or something like that. But anyway, you've given me a lot to think about there, and I hope many of our listeners as well. Uh, I hope we can all sort of get a better perspective of what kind of gains we can we can get from solar and power wall, and most importantly, how it all fits together. Now, I think mm. I've ju- got just one final question, which is, you mentioned the Zappy charger. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, um, a dumb question again maybe, but I'm a little confused. If you have a power wall, does that not handle the charging of the car automatically? So why would you need a, a zappy unit? Sure. So the power wall doesn't handle the charging of the car, or at least it didn't back in the day when I got my car. Now, with uh, the, the new charger, it may very well, but I don't know the details on that one yet, so I'm just running on my old legacy kit. Um, however, the 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 integration of car to house is probably a really important thing to consider. If I was to go for it again, I probably wouldn't get the Zappy charger, just because um, the key thing that it actually offers me at the moment is load balancing, so it makes sure that my car doesn't trip any fuses. Uh, That's pretty much the principal thing it's doing. Um, Actually getting power into the car, it doesn't work all that efficiently, unfortunately. That's very interesting to know. All right then, well that yeah, that puts it into perspective for me. It's surprising, isn't it, when a company like Tesla doesn't quite have their uh, their products all talking to each other 100%, but mm. I, I don't think that can be too far away, surely. So um, anyway, in the meantime, we need to look into the Zappy charger as well as a way of uh, um, coordinating the charge process. Okay, so having covered off the topic we set out to cover, I'd just like to cover a little bit more of the personality that I'm speaking to today. I know that Martin's aim with this podcast is to introduce the personalities in the Model 3 owners group. So, Rob, can you tell us a bit more about where you grew up? Was it Wellington or was it... uh, Certainly so. It wasn't Wellington. No, I grew up in in Hawke's Bay, the metropolis of Clive, between Hastings and Napier. Most well known probably for having a service station uh, where people can (laughs) fill up. 
where I briefly worked, and I, I decided that I didn't actually like it. I was right. <laughs> Petrol fumes gave me headaches. Wow. Um, okay. Hence, possibly, why I've gone for the electric car. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think uh, that's amazing. So you've actually had the experience of working in a petrol station. And yeah. I'm, I think things are worse now with all the... Um, you know, drive off thefts of cigarettes and other. Oh, you know, yeah. I wouldn't things. want to do it nowadays. <laughs> no. So I honestly think that, you know, electric vehicle charging is probably a, a slightly less hazardous um, employment activity. But anyway, um, let's talk about your partner, Emma. Um, yes. Yes. So any plans to get married? <laughs> so not not at the moment. We're, we're not considering that one just at the moment. But um, Emma's been. Uh, uh, a slow convert to electric vehicles, but I think she's on board now. <laughs> Thanks as, for getting um, us back on topic. That was a very that was a very personal question, wasn't it? I do beg your pardon. I just okay. I just know that Ben and myself have, have had a lot of difficulty organising our way out of a paper bag as far as finding a, <laughs> a wedding venue. So yeah, so how did Emma go with driving the Tesla? Did you let her drive it at first? How Emma Emma has never driven the car. Oh. She's <laughs> never driven it. And um People, people always sort of say when when I say that, oh, won't he let you drive the car? And I'm like, no. I ask her, would you like to drive? And she's like, no, no. I, I couldn't possibly. I'd be afraid. I'd be scared. Oh, um, I think the uh, I think the problem here is probably the price interfering, isn't it? The fact that it's such an expensive car to buy. It is a little bit, but but we did go into into drive EV in Taupo on the way up to Auckland, and we went in, in Pikachu, the little Honda E there, oh, and that was an awful lot of fun. And Emma has ever since, um, and ever. Since she saw the Honda E, to be honest, been going, oh, can't we get a Honda E? Yes. Can't we get one of those? I'd love to drive one of those. Well, I actually think that's very sensible because yes. <laughs> a lot of the time, for somebody who perhaps just commutes, you know, into town and does shopping mm-hmm. and things, the, the range of a Tesla is far more than you actually need. So, I think uh, it's just a matter of finding the right EV, isn't it? And absolutely. About the sort of luxury comment, that's always been a major uh, beef of mine: is, is people <laughs> seeing a Tesla as a luxury car? It's not. I mean, it, it's a fun. Car that happens to have a decent range and, and therefore costs quite a lot. As soon as I bought my car, I was quite keen to, uh, like you, I was quite keen to share it with my partner because I thought, well, this isn't a uh, personal toy, this is just a, a fairly standard car. Although, yeah. having said all that, I suppose it is turning into a bit of a personal toy in a way, isn't it? With the, uh, <laughs> oh, they always do. Yes. What do you think of the latest? Plaid Model S. Do you reckon you'll ever uh, look for one of those? I would. I would love to get behind the wheel of a Plaid Model S. The only slight concern that I have is for the same reason that I didn't buy a Model S in the first place. One is the price; it is quite pricey. Yes. And and two is Wellington isn't really a city where I personally feel that happy about driving around in a particularly long vehicle. Oh, it's funny you should say that. That's exactly the problem I've always had with the the S. I actually test drove a couple of S's. And I just never felt at ease in them. They're too wide and too long. So, yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're not alone there. Um, right, well, that's, that's brilliant. Thank you so much again for your time today. I won't interfere with your trip anymore because I know that your car <laughs> is just about fully charged. So thank you so much for your time. And I do apologise for the... Uh, personal digs I guess there's one more <laughs> there's one more personal dig and I'm really talking to you here Martin I know that you're quite keen to involve children in the podcast and it's uh, an admirable goal however just as with Ben and myself there's no children here today for the no, recording not at all no no <laughs> children we've uh, we've left our children our, our fur babies back in Wellington uh, all four of them and uh, they would be I'm sure very interested in, in the recording but they would probably ruin the audio quality by hitting the microphone. Ah, oh, it's all Their part pause. of the fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, all part of the fun.
Um, and I'm sure there's many young people in our lives that we still influence through driving a Tesla. I mean, you know, I had a whole group of young kids the other day gave gave me a big Tesla T and a cheer as I as I drove past <laughs> them. And I guess you find the same thing. <laughs> I just had the exact same thing when uh, visiting Emma's family. The um my my soon-to-be nephew uh, there was exceedingly excited and his, his primary thoughts about me were Uncle Rob has a really cool car oh. and I'm like that's fine <laughs> I'm okay with that <laughs> that's all great okay I do apologize for any squealing of tires you may have heard that was from the underground car park here in Hamilton where I've met Rob this morning he's charging up on his way Tomaranui, as I recall. That's correct, Tomaranui <laughs> on the main trunk line. <laughs> yes, I remember that from somewhere as well. <laughs> I think we're both about the same age. Yeah. All right, it's been fantastic this morning talking to you, Rob. I really appreciate you taking the time to explain things clearly and simply for us. And we'll do a lot of these interviews with, with other Tesla owners. And I know we could talk for hours about um, Tesla as well, but I think we'll stick to topics. So thank you again for your input on this. I really no appreciate worries. it. Thanks for having me, Alex. It's been great talking to you. Cheers.